Welcome to this ICMA Future Leaders podcast on how to navigate and future-proof your career in capital markets in the VUCA world. My name is Claudia Mach. I am an associate at Melbank's Alternative Investments Practice in London and a member of the ICMA Future Leaders FinTech Work Group. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Claudia Gorczyca, founder of Dialogue Age and an executive performance coach, helping clients globally navigate change and career transition. Welcome, Claudia. Thanks for having me. Please, could you share with us how to navigate your career in a VUCA world and how to prepare for a future job that's impossible to predict? That's a million-dollar question. First, let's define VUCA, a term standing for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, coined in 1985, initially for military purposes and, I think, in 2009, adapted for business. Just think about how much the world has changed since 2020. We can all feel that the global pandemic had consequences for the world of work that are here to stay. The recent revolution in Iran with young girls leading the way to change, political polarization and a changing world order, not to mention the upcoming economic crisis and rising energy prices, just to name a few. The space of change is unprecedented and only accelerated by technology. Change is more frequent, more intense, less predictable, and less controllable than ever before. Technology has always been the driving force for change, and fintech is a prime example of the ongoing revolution with AI, cloud, and SaaS. The market size, I think this is just mind-blowing, of fintech digital transformation will reach 30 billion by 2025. So how do you navigate that without feeling completely overwhelmed? Many of us and many of my clients don't really feel ready to deal with what's on the horizon. Our shortening attention span and ability to respond versus react to these changes has never been weaker. We are drowning in data and information, but what we desperately need is wisdom. The ability to connect the dots in the world and our personal lives. So digital transformation and navigating that, it's not only about the way we work, but also the way we live. An average American, listen to that, will spend 44 years over the course of their lifetime in front of their devices, cell phone, laptops, uh, Kindles, TV. This sound over, sounds overwhelming, but in the world of Albert Einstein, in the midst of every crisis lies great opportunity. So how can we prepare for that future? I'll tell you how. We create it and we focus on controlling what we can. We'll look at that today. If you're listening, I would assume you're someone who wants answers as to how to find calm in the chaos. And unfortunately, I think we have to just be in the chaos for a little bit. Navigating the world isn't easy for anyone. And yeah, it's, it's also to normalize that many, many of us are struggling. COVID forced us to rethink the way we work and live, and for many of us, how unbalanced we've become. So at the end of this chat, you'll most likely see that we'll all have to reinvent ourselves more than once in our lives. The question is, how do you adapt while staying true to your core self and relevant for the market? Exactly. The job market is in flux, and many believe we're on the eve of the global crisis. 
how more now more than ever, what strategies can we put in place to make sure we hone the business skills necessary to keep us relevant in the workplace in the future? In particular, please could you let us know, drawing from your experience, what is your vision of capital markets future through the lens of technology as a driving force for change? Again, great question. Uh, we could talk about this for hours, but what I wanted to highlight is how you can hone your skills and navigate that change through the prism of VUCA world. First, let's talk about volatility. Please, could you expand on that? Right. So we live in a world where changes, big and small, are increasingly unpredictable and happening at an accelerated rate. You just can't control them. Just watch your evening news. What you can control is how you respond to them. One thing I often tell my clients is that if you want to be future-proof, look hard at your soft skills, or rather your human skills. Your openness and willingness to learn will be the key to your success. Experience matters. I'm not saying that it doesn't. And now you also need to stay curious and ask yourself, what will the industry look like? How will my role evolve? Is it going to exist in 10 years time? Having spent more than a decade in, in financial services from established institutions to fintechs, I was fortunate to have worked with hundreds of clients across 10 countries. People that I have seen succeed had the growth mindset. It was about curiosity, collaboration, and connection. Yes, they were experienced, and they recognized earlier than their peers that it doesn't hold the same value anymore and needed to keep reinventing themselves, taking on tasks outside of their comfort zone to grow, to understand, and to shape direction of travel. According to LinkedIn, if the trend continues at this pace, skills that the markets are looking for could change by 40% by 2025. In addition to that, research from World Economic Forum shows that half of the employees globally will need to upskill or reskill by 2025 to embrace new responsibilities driven by automation and new technologies. That's why in the world of volatility, think about resilience, adaptability, curiosity, and creativity. They are superpowers precisely because of that and the volatility we experience. Matthew Said, a highly acclaimed speaker in the field of high performance, talks about the shift from fixed mindset to a growth mindset and how becoming a perpetual learner is now the only way to succeed. Having that growth mindset is, I believe, the difference that makes a difference. Can seem really small, but in reality, it's huge. So on one hand, you want to become an expert in your field. On the other, you also want to be able to connect the dots across disciplines which aren't yours, exposing yourself to ideas of others and seeing a new way in which they can come together. Collaboration, connection, curiosity, that will counterbalance change. If you feel you're standing on shifting sands with volatility all around you, what's your vision, both as a business and as an individual? Leaders should move from developing performance to developing people to stay competitive and creative. People should move from fixed mindset to growth mindset. So how skilled are you at dealing with disruption? Speaking about the vision and capital markets, it's interesting to see how they evolve with sustainable finance being a prime example and one of the strongest trends in the capital markets. 
how can we keep the sustainability agenda throughout the life of transaction, how it really impacts the environment and community. And that's my favorite topic of all. So you're right, sustainable investing is the way forward and forces us to change the way we think about business. And technology is pivotal to sustainable investing. The pandemic has accelerated the focus on SUSTEC, sustainable finance and technology, the importance of technology to address sustainability challenges. The only way into the future, I think, is by paying attention to how business is done with sustainable outcomes in mind for all three Ps, people, planet, and profit. The shift is already underway in the financial ecosystem. Consider how ESG valuation in financial services and capital markets surged in 2020. ESG bond volumes reached over $500 billion, a record high. Also, stocks with higher ESG ratings had better returns. There is also commitment to green finance from the largest global players. JP Morgan said it would finance more than $2.5 trillion over the coming 10 years to promote sustainable development. New financial models and products are continuously being created and taken to the market. So what's also encouraging is seeing companies, big and small, deciding to invest in profit and purpose. It's driven by customers and investors who make it clear that they care. Last week, we celebrated a thousandth B Corporation in Europe alone. So B Corps are businesses becoming a force for good, using a framework, moving them from a purely shareholder model to a stakeholder one. Patagonia, the most famous B Corp in the world, led the way in September when its founders sold the business and made a statement about Earth being their only stakeholder from now on. This would have been unheard of before. So there are several emerging technologies enhancing sustainability. Think about the internet of things used across sectors. In the energy space, that's so relevant right now, it can help reduce energy consumption and lower carbon emissions with smart meters that track usage and support more sustainable means and modes of transportation. Similarly, blockchain and quantum computing can also help businesses improve their sustainable business models. So while the former can help by boosting transparency and efficiency, the latter can help dramatically cut down power consumption. This being said, we are still finding our way with sustainable business. Investors care about sustainability, and at the same time, business can only be a first for good if it's profitable and brings value to its shareholders. We live in a culture that rewards revenue and results, not intention. And again, this is where technology can help us, helping create highly efficient, sustainable businesses, efficient in resources and efficient in business models. There are efficiencies everywhere if you think about that in old resources such as energy, water, or materials, and in new ones such as data, computing power, networks. So efficiency is not only about doing more with less, it's about using technology to uncover improvements in resource consumption. Take Google as an example. Its data center servers are now able to generate three and a half times more computing power at the same time and with less electricity than they did five years ago. 
So rapid evolution of technology across capital markets will impact the way businesses operate over the next 10 to 20 years. And technology will certainly have a significant and positive impact in many areas, efficiency being one of them. Thank you. And moving to uncertainty, how could we frame thinking about the skills and mindset to help you stay calm in the face of chaos? Right. Again, that's uh, that's a question that uh, many of us are, are asking ourselves. And I think making sense of the world around us where the, you know, the old ways no longer work, we need to move from uncertainty to understanding. And I think this is hard because our instinct is to turn away and pretend change won't affect us personally. Looking back at March, 2020, when COVID hit, despite evidence, some countries delayed their response for as long as they could, moving into denial. We all do it at times. So again, control what you can and understand. Do, what, do your best to understand the world around you. What are your competitors doing? What's new in your industry? When you're in the know, you'll be able to anticipate threats and take, take advantage of new opportunities. They are always there. This means you may want to have a portfolio career taking on multiple roles, for example. According to research, 54% of young talent, so people aged 18 to 34, want a portfolio career, which is a huge shift. The future of work shifting towards a task-based approach, again, accelerated and enabled by technology. So look outside of linear titles. What are the skills you need to hone in and develop to get to that next level? How can you make yourself irreplaceable? Before the pandemic hit, 48% of workers had been involved in the gig economy at some point. By 2024, that number is projected to rise to 53%. And yeah, I think leaders, businesses globally are recognizing that and allowing more flexibility. And thinking about complexity, the world is more complex than ever. Problems and their repercussions are multi-layered and harder to understand. There is no correct path to be chosen. How do you navigate the interconnectivity of various layers and expectations? Look, I am a big believer in countering complexity with cognitive diversity. Whether you're an individual looking to future-proof your career or a business looking to stay competitive and relevant, solutions to complex problems typically rely on multiple layers of insight. The problems we face as organizations and societies are, are increasingly complex. So solving these is beyond the capabilities of any single individual, no matter how smart. So what we need is collaboration and collective wisdom, which comes from diverse thinking. Otherwise, we are collectively blind. Let's just, let's just admit that. So if we're intent on tackling the most serious questions, we need to work with people who think differently as well as accurately. Depending on your point of view, the truth will look different. So seek those differences, seek to understand uh, what others are thinking. And people, I see this a lot, tend to surround themselves with people who look and think like themselves. It's validating. It feels nice to know others agree with you, but resist the temptation and instead actively look for those differences. 
And relationships and the strong professional networks are at the heart of ICMA. The idea that people from different sectors can come together and add experience, add expertise, and learn from each other. This is key. Curiosity can be as simple as trying to understand what people do day to day, what keeps them awake at night, you know, what's behind the title. Be curious about that. When technology becomes more prevalent, human connection is what we need. And in terms of innovation and creativity, the most significant trend is the shift from individual work to working in teams. Why? Because we are entering the age of diversity. Working in a team will become a source of competitive advantage and a key enabler of growth, obviously meaning diverse teams. The questions we should ask ourselves is how can we reward the things we know will help us on an individual and collective basis? Because in most organizations, most incentive structures are individual performance-based. They don't reward teamwork or trust or cooperation. These are the invisible qualities. So I think we need to change that or we will keep suffering the, the side effects of that short-termism. And, you know, as a business, are you representative of the clients you're trying to sell, to serve? Do you have the cognitive diversity needed for insight and innovation in the VUCA world? That, yeah, you should be asking yourself that. That's super helpful. Thank you. Could you tell us more about the ambiguity in the VUCA world? Yes. So in a world where the what takes a backseat to the why and the how, making decisions, I think, requires courage, awareness, and a willingness to fail. That's why we spoke about resilience as a superpower. And here, our ability to pivot in our thinking when new facts present themselves is critical. John Cain said, when the, fa the facts change, I changed my mind. What do you do, sir? And I think what, what most of us do, we marry our decisions. We all think we are rational, yet we are reluctant to accept change and think again. Daniel Kahneman, who won a Nobel Prize for economics, talks about two thinking systems, fast and slow. You need to invest in your ability to think slowly as you've all mastered the first one, thinking quickly. Let me give you an example. Thinking quickly is done automatically. If I say two plus two, you can't help but answer four in your head. It's the kind of mental work that happens effortlessly. There is cognitive ease and yeah, we don't need to think about that too much. The second system is thinking slow. It's more effortful and deliberate. This requires more control and cognitive strain. It's difficult. This is precisely the skill to cultivate now. And I think we fall into the pitfalls of by thinking automatically. And especially, you know, in situations we haven't encountered before. So the ability to think slowly is going to serve you most powerfully to navigate the ambiguity all around you. And you will need courage because it takes a lot of it to admit you need to course correct. We spoke about the fact that you can't control the change, but you can prepare to influence it. Let's make it real and speak about solutions, some actionable takeaways to turn VUCA into your advantage using uh, some of the steps. Please, could you share this with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll follow the VUCA term to, to, to hopefully give you some useful takeaways. So first, volatility and think about vision. 
Fifi, be clear about your strengths and your weaknesses. How do you strike the right balance and how do you know what skills to focus on? You can begin with a SWOT analysis of yourself. So assess your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. What are your areas of expertise? What you need to invest more time in? Because, you know, we are all so busy and oftentimes we don't take a moment to stop, to zoom out and to see, okay, am I going where I actually need to be? Or am I doing things out of habit? So be more mindful, have a vision for your life, for your career, and see how that aligns with, uh, with what's around you and in the world. Secondly, um, move from uncertainty to understanding. Try to understand the world around you. Be curious, develop the growth mindset that, that Matthew Said talks about. And I think this is so important because when so much around us changes, it's only natural we want to hide away. It's overwhelming. But try to resist that temptation and, yeah, and, and um, look and understand what's happening outside of you. I think that will be that will be hugely, hugely helpful. Thirdly, cognitive diversity. Build a strong network and not a network of clones. And I think it's it's about be surrounding yourself with people who uh, who think differently, who can inspire you, who can lift you up when you need it the most. Have sponsors and mentors who will help you in most critical moments of your career. Because if your met network is people just like you that won't help you in navigating what's what's uh, what's happening right now and finally adaptability and flexibility i think this is about as i said having the courage to course correct when new information presents itself as it will so stay open stay curious and try to make sense of the world around you without feeling that you have to control everything because you can't uh, you can only control your reaction to it. Thank you, Claudia. That is really very, very helpful. Uh, thank you for taking time to speak to us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me.